0: You'll have anyone. He's nothing. He's no one. He's, he's ugly. I was there. I was there all night and I really like you. He doesn't even know you.
1: Nathan, I've had you. So I land balanced. We are still queer as folk. I'm Patrick Randall. And I'm Matt Dominguez. Today, we're talking about episode two of Channel 4's Queer as Folk, and it's called Stuart Allen Jones. First aired in the UK on March 2nd, 1999. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was, of course, written by show creator, the incomparable Russell T. Davies.
0: Stuart Allen Jones was directed by Charles McDougall. He directed the first four episodes of the show, and he went on to direct such notable shows as Sex and the City. Desperate Housewives, which he won an Emmy for the pilot episode, Big Love, The Tudors, The Office, and House of Cards, the American versions. I like the UK version of The Office better. I don't know why. I think because it's darker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's the synopsis of Stuart Allen Jones. And Nathan is still glowing from his all-night fuck fest with Stuart Allen Jones and sets off for Canal Street in search of him. Things are going well enough for the teenager until he stalks Stuart to his flat, only to find him about to test out a chap named Goodfuck, or Colin, as we find out later. <laughs> I had questions about Goodfuck's photos. Vince is set up with one of his employees after they mistakenly think that he is straight. Surprisingly, he had a good time with Rosalie, until Stuart summons him back with drama cooked up by the lesbian parents of baby Alfred. What
0: are their names again? It's, it's like Romy and... Lisa. 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 Not Romy and Michelle.
1: Okay. Though I keep uh, mistaking which one had the baby. I think in the last episode, I said that Lisa had the baby, but Romy had the baby. And there's like three of them. Because who's the lady with like the really short hair? I don't think she's been named yet. She comes in later, though. She has a, <laughs> okay. a bigger role. I did find out, though, that baby Alfred is played by an actor named Alfie. Oh. Okay, so once again... This is not broken out into A, B and C stories and runners and things like that. Russell T Davies writes a much more fluid and fast paced type of screenplay, which I like. So the A story is really the boys and the B story uh, I said was lesbians and they had uh, five minutes, four minutes worth of screen time. Three and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about the boys (laughs) first. Uh, We get a a Sexy Boy intro, and the song that was playing is actually called Sexy Boy, and that's by a band called Air. Uh, Let's take a look at these separate stories one at a time until all these stories intersect later. So we start out with Nathan in school. He had been dropped off by Stuart, and he is on his way to class. He's in his cute British schoolboy uniform. And I had a question about this, though. Yes. Uh, All these boys walking down the hallway... And there's one boy in particular that catches Nathan's attention. Do you think they cast that extra strictly for that wonderful butt that was on him? Do you I know which boy so. I'm talking about?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> i hope so. Because, yeah, Nathan is, like, energized, I guess, mm-hmm. after being fucked all night. Like, yeah, going, and he's, like, it, it's very much like he's, like, cruising the school. <laughs> 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 and not really being shy about it. No, not <laughs> it was at just all. It's really great. I really, I really liked it. I really liked that sort of confidence that he was exuding as he's going down the hall. It's got a new it's swagger. Like yeah. Yeah. That's what it
1: is. It's the <laughs> swagger. We meet Nathan's best friend, uh, who's named Donna. And, uh, first of all, I, I immediately fell in love with Donna. How could you not? She's exactly who my best friend in school would be. <laughs> Here's some news. Now, Christian Nobbs over there. Mandy said that Nicole Gooch is chasing him. I said it is so wrong. It makes you look subnormal. Just don't say it again because Nicole Gooch boned off with that new bloke. Proper couple and everything. We went to Chinatown and it was a Thursday. She wouldn't look at Christian Knobbs if he paid her. I'd give him one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that girl. So Nathan just blurts right out uh, that he would do Christian Hobbs. And I thought it was cute that Nathan had never come out to his best friend until that very moment. Was she surprised? Or I don't was she just like think so. <laughs> She just sort of took it as fact. She didn't think anything of it. She had a little surprised look on her face, but I think it was because Nathan was so pornographic about That's what I thought. I thought him. it was
0: more just like I thought it was more just like the shock of the crudeness in which he was describing. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. I like this introduction, Calm down, though. Calm It
1: Nathan. It, was, it, w- it wasn't a full meal, uh, and it easily set up our understanding of these two, of Nathan and Donna, just in a very quick scene. Something I noticed was when they went running off through the schoolyard after the bell rang, it was like, oh, yeah, he's 15. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a child. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Nathan's description of getting fucked by Stuart was quite amazingly graphic and accurate. He's on top of me, right? And he's like in there, he's
0: up there, and it's killing me, I'm telling you. It's like being stabbed by a stick and it's fantastic, it's brilliant. Cause it's him. I wasn't mad about it though. I was like, yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate, especially for your first time. I also like
1: Nathan's really deep explanation of seeing I love you in Stuart's face, but without Stuart actually saying it, I thought that was really brilliant story writing. He's coming
0: right. He's coming because of me. And I'm looking up at his face. It's just amazing. And he said it. He said he loved me. And I'm not stupid. He'd say anything. He was off his face, but he meant it. Just for that second, he loved me. Well, it's very funny to put that, coming from a, a teenager, you know, to to be sort of that insightful with it. It's like, but you're also, you're 15. <laughs> I well, think you're 15 he was also, an idiot. <laughs> Stuart never said, I love you. And, right. and I actually went back to check <laughs> because
1: I wasn't sure. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is just good writing. I have to right. get used just to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute <laughs> it's been three years of U.S careers folk uh so let's talk about Vince's story real quick uh we find out that he works uh in the supermarket um we mm-hmm. didn't know that up until this point did we
0: no and what I like about this episode is that it's literally it's such a continuation like we know that they just got they just dropped Nathan off at school so they could go to work and so we are literally just picking right up where we left off. So I like that. Okay. Now we're getting an introduction of like, this is the day life of right. our characters.
1: Yeah. So Vince is working in the supermarket and there's two very cute boys doing their shopping together. They unfortunately think that Vince was making fun of them when in fact it was quite the opposite. And Vince was quite erect over them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was into them. He was going oh, yes. out, stalking like them there. We say
0: he, cruising, <laughs> cruising at work.
1: We also meet a character named Marcy, uh, who works for Vince, and she's clearly the gossipy one of the store, the one that you definitely don't want to tell your secrets to. Nope. She sets up uh, after-work drinks with Rosalie. Uh, here we realize that Vince is still in the closet at work, and that was another piece of good writing where that was just kind of raised in an interesting way. It wasn't heavy. It was less filling.
0: <laughs> the proportion was just right. Yes.
1: <laughs> So the invite was to, uh, go, to the, go to the straight pub. And I love these analogies that Vince was using when he was walking into the pub. It's
0: all true. Everything we've ever been told. Oh my God. Everything but flop wallpaper. Oh, and the people. There are people talking in sentences that have no punchline and they don't even care. Can you believe it? They've got toilets in which no one's ever had sex. Okay, you would think that, but I have seen straight people get crazy and, well, I guess they were getting crazy in a gay bar bathroom, so maybe he has a (laughs) point. I don't
1: know. Well, the funny thing is, is that Vince Shirley
0: has been to a straight pub before. Yes. Uh, It reminds me of the very first time I went to Boys Town, now known as North Halstead, uh, right before I moved to Chicago and <laughs> what it felt like to be walking in a neighborhood and then you take a left turn and oh my God, it's rainbows and all <laughs> just a street that screamed gay. So Vince and Rosalie
1: have an awkward conversation at the bar, but then Vince realized that they actually had some stuff to talk about. No, well, they moved it opposite Coronation Street. I mean, you've no chance, sorry. I remember that.
0: 87 to
1: 89, I had to tape one and watch the other. Do you watch The Street, then? Of course I do, yeah. Only me mom, she's given up watching it, because she says it's full of kids. But it's not true. God, you really watch it, don't you? Yeah, I love it. And it was funny that they were bonding over Coronation Street, because a decade later, both of them were on Coronation Street. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think just about every British actor has been on that show in one way or
0: another, because There's like ten thousand episodes of it. (laughs) I was gonna say I I looked up I looked up the reference, you know, because I just my view of British television is relatively small, Uh, so to look up yeah, this is a Coronation Street is a soap opera that premiered in 1960 (laughs) and has just continued to run. So it's very much it's almost like the it's sort of a Doctor Who of of soap opera apparently. Uh, So (laughs) I like that they sort of work. I like that they work that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice. I I I like the show. It's a nice working class soap opera that just has longevity. So uh, Stuart phones Vince after a dust up with the dykes. We'll talk about that in a bit. But I love that Vince was having such a good time talking to Rosalie that he didn't necessarily even want to leave. And without knowing it, he was kind of experiencing a like fag hag relationship for the first time. And he was into it. He, he liked this girl. He liked hanging out with her. He was experiencing
0: another kind of friendship. <laughs> that yeah. That could yeah. exist outside of Stuart, which is great.
1: Too bad he didn't just come right out and say, Hey, look, um, <laughs> something you should know. <laughs> Thanks. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> so Stuart's story, uh, picks up where, uh, we find out that he, uh, does some sort of advertising work. I was kind of unclear exactly what he does. He just kind of showed up. He went to the meeting, but didn't do anything in the meeting.
0: Right. Was he even talking? He wasn't even talking during that presentation. No, not at all. He was just eye-fucking the, the client, which I do love the fact that the second that client walked in, he clocked it and immediately put on the uh, ribbon. <laughs>
1: yeah, I kind of thought that that, was, uh, that dated things a little bit because... In 1999, being out was much different than it is today. So Stuart putting his little equivalent of a pink triangle on his lapel to signal to Ooh. his client which team he's on. It seemed a little almost quaint, almost like you needed to do that in order to have like a safe encounter. Now I think it's a lot easier to hit somebody up and not at all be concerned about it.
0: But I found it like such an ingenious way to signal. <laughs> that yeah. he's gay. I thought that was so clever. Like there are so many ways that I feel like there have been a lot of ways that we tried, like the characters try to introduce themselves as gay and to do something like that, I thought was something I had never seen before. So I, I thought that was really, really clever.
1: Hilariously. He's credited as man in toilet, <laughs> <laughs> but they said okay, his name, do- uh, Sandra Stewart's assistant actually said his name. I think it was Daniel. Was it Michael, Michael,
0: What? His name's
1: Michael. Thank you, but the information is not relevant. He's married
0: with kids. I like that setup that she did. Yes, like she knew what was going to happen. And <laughs> It's just But yeah, are can we are we going to break down how that bathroom situation went? Uh yeah, so I
1: did have a question written down for you, Matt. You definitely have some appropriate experience. In this situation, was Stuart's urinal behavior correct etiquette for bathroom cruising?
0: Uh, I think it is very, it's very forward. Uh, Oftentimes, the way the cruising kind of works is that it's much more, you have to kind of glance and make sure it it reads like you're looking, but you're not looking. His was very much like, I'm going to take my turn, look down right at your junk (laughs) and have a thought about it. Normally, it's like you've got to be very careful because you don't know if that person is really there just to use the bathroom or if they are looking for something. So, you kind of have to like read the signals. Or are they, do they keep looking back at you? What happens if you look right at it? Like, is it growing? Like, you can usually tell. <laughs> this is really complicated. Well, I mean, because you don't want to get caught, or do you? Know, it's you? You're not, well, <laughs> you want to make sure you're getting caught by the right person. Ah, good point. So, yeah. So, like, you know, do if do you look and it, when you look, are they you know stroking a little bit? You know, so like then then as like you start to pick up on what they're giving you, you then kind of give it back, and then it can grow from there. Oh God, I can't imagine doing this in public. <laughs> Maybe at a gay bar, definitely,
1: um, which I have done at a gay bar. But like at work in the toilets
0: there. Uh, no, not at work. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but other public places yes so into the stall they go uh,
1: i was surprised and thrilled that stewart was going to serve as him
0: yes oh i was dropped right to his knees right to blow him yes and that was, i'm glad also that it didn't like normally we we see them cut away like we see the head go down and that's that here nope we followed stewart all the way down to where we, we got to see that ring on his finger grab the back of his hair and push him down on his dick wow. (laughs) Something
1: that caught my eye here is that in this intro uh, where we have Stuart, Nathan, and Vince all in their own uh, particular environs, Stuart's the only one that actually uh, gets the attention of the sexy boy in question. Like Nathan didn't get it from the cute butt boy. Vince didn't get it from the two cute boys in his store. Stuart gets it. And so I thought that was a nice way to start warming us up to the fact that, first of all, Stuart's a whore. Second of all, (laughs) he's got a personality and some magnetism that can draw people
0: in. I I, I agree. There is something about him. Like, I'm into it. Like, the, the charisma that he gives off, that it's sort of like, it is a cockiness, but it's not one where it's like, ugh, you're clearly full of yourself. Here it's like, no, you kind of have some reason to feel that way. Yeah. I'm like, I'm buying what you're selling.
1: This is so queer as folk. Stick around, got more to come. meet Nathan's mother next, Janice Maloney. She's uh, picking up Nathan's room and comes across Nathan's porn stash and just smiles. What did you make of this moment?
0: Uh, First of all, uh, printed porn media. Wow. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Struggle is real. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, you remember... (laughs) There, like, there's such physical evidence. Me, it was like, oh, my God, let me make sure I turn the computer off before yeah. they realize. Clear the browser know, history. Right, exactly. And private browsing wasn't quite around yeah. for me. So it was always about, like, oh, shit, turn the computer off, turn the computer off. Yeah. <laughs> so to have that evidence, like, right there for her to find. And, the fact that, yeah, that she just sort of put it away. Like, even after seeing a really graphic drawing, like, I was like, oh. She didn't freak out over it. She was, no. just, she smiled at first and just put it away and went about her, her duties as a housewife, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Donna covers for Nathan. She gives uh, Nathan a, a cover story of staying at her house so that Nathan can get on the bus to Canal Street to find Stuart. The scene when Nathan changes and gets onto the bus was great.
0: You see that lot of school, all those couples. Robert Kohl's and Kathy Broderick and that lot. But half of them's never done it. They haven't. Robert the Cole's the same. He's desperate. They have a snob, a bit of a thing. And that's it. It goes home and that's on whack. town, please. They're just kids. They're just talking. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it.
1: It's basically Nathan. Throwing everything to the wind and going after Stuart. It's like Nathan's moment of leveling up from 15 year old schoolboy mindset to go mm-hmm. find his 29 year old power top.
0: Power top? I have, pff, probably like versatile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, right away, he's back on Canal Street and he's reduced back down into being new boy on the scene. So,
0: yes, very demure, like, didn't yeah. really quite know where he was going. You know, or like it was—it was going to be a new path for him. Yeah, but that contrast
1: of getting onto the bus and and owning it, and then getting off the bus and being like, "Whoa, what did I just walk into?"
0: It, it was right. great. <laughs> now, what I love about um, what we see in this bar culture, uh, there, there's something about the bar culture that I just love. <laughs> oh, what is it? In, in in comparison to say the the clubs that we were experiencing, and that. Thumpa, thumpa. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Here is just like, uh, yeah, we had Vince like going on about like what it was like to be in a straight pub. And I'm like, being in a gay pub is not that much different. Just a few more colorful lights. <laughs> but like, it's like it wasn't just like swarms of sweaty bodies on top of each other. People were they were sort of just drinking and shooting the shit. <laughs> really, not much has changed. Because <laughs> when I was going to the pubs in London, I was like, oh, this is. This is very quiet. This is such my scene. I'm so happy.
1: (laughs) Well, there is a big difference between uh, pub slash bar and
0: club. Sure. But like, I I would say like, we've sort of only got one bit of bar with Woody's, but here it's like, no matter what pub we're going to, it's still, it's much quieter. (laughs) So everybody's uh,
1: story intersects at the bar. Great bit of directing here as we see Nathan walk into the bar. He's looking for Stuart, just barely misses him, and the camera picks up a different conversation. I thought that was great directing. Loved it. Uh Phil is back. He was the model for Ted in the US series. His story gets important before too long, but for now his role is pretty minor. He's just a little bit of a hype man with Vince.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like he's sort of not a real presence or almost like, like we're not getting into his backstory yet we're very much focused yeah we don't know anything about him on our core three right now which I really I I like that I like that focus like let us learn and start to understand these people before we introduce others I like that well Vince spots Nathan first oh stand by your beds have you seen have you seen 12 o'clock shit behave Stuart behave what the chicken has landed his name is Nathan. All right.
1: Hi. Uh, Hi. How's the baby? Ask my solicitor.
0: Nathan, do you want a drink? Coke, please. <laughs> hey, and he gives him the he gives him the wave to come on over. So <laughs> yeah,
1: he was nice at first and scolded Stuart to be nice too. He even remand- reminded Stuart of Nathan's name. I was kind of digging this. I, I liked Vince's nice guy routine with the interloper. I'm telling you, I, I fell in love with Vince in that first episode, and I'm glad to see it continuing. Stuart offers Nathan a drink. Uh Vince has clearly seen this play before as Stuart heads for the exit <laughs> instead of oh. <laughs> <laughs> instead of getting the drink. And then uh Vince intercepts him on the street. And and I love that they have these secret passages in and out of the bar that they're using. <laughs> That's great. I was I I just cackled at that. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Vince brings him back to the bar, tells him to behave. There was one line that really cracked me up. Go on, be nice to him. But I don't mean shag him. I'll give me some credit.
0: On the other hand, he is quite sweet, don't you think? I don't know. I haven't licked him. That's so specific, but very true. I
1: just want to break into comparison of U.S. versus U.K. here. Like right away in the U.K. version, there's no real sense of animosity going on. And I find, just find that really refreshing.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no like petty jealousy. There's no uh, uh, real snippiness. Like everything is in such good fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I like I agree. I'm a big fan of it.
1: So we get a mom reveal. We meet Hazel Tyler. Uh, who is on stage with a collection of queens, I guess. Just in time, will you look at the twat in the (laughs) eye? She needs locking (laughs) up. up Some people have no shame. She's like a mong. That's Vince's mother. Yeah, like imagine if it was a proper mong like that. Nathan wasn't at all that mortified by his blunder, though. And it seemed to be more of an eye-opening moment for him that mothers could be unlike his preconceived version of what mothers are and do. And so I thought that scene had a little more weight than I thought at first glance. I thought it was just kind of the, the weird meet cute again, like, Oh, there's my crazy mother. Oh, I didn't know that was your mother, but this had a a little more emotion behind it. And I like that.
0: Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's something that I've really been picking up on this particular for, for this version of the show is that it's just, uh, they seem to care about yes. the inner life of these characters. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's a big difference. So far they're consistent not, too. <laughs> and yeah. It's not really about a lot of flash, um, but it is is—it is showing like, oh, so this is what could be going on in like the inner monologue for, for Nathan is like, oh, yo, know, he makes this crack about this, you know, crazy woman in the bar, finds out it's someone's mother. And now it's like, wait a minute, a mother could do that? A mother yeah, can act like that. Exactly. And also like Vince is like not he's also not turned off by the by the joke or by the comment that Nathan makes. He just he just sloughs it off and doesn't right <laughs> and doesn't think anything of it. Which is really, really sweet. And I'll just also a side note, I can see that the drag There has not gotten much better. I saw some really, I I saw some good, I will say this. I saw some really good drag. Hell, even a couple of people who showed up on the UK drag race. Um, I saw some tragedy too. (laughs) And I saw (laughs) some (laughs) of that tragedy in this episode. So yeah. (laughs) Something
1: I found interesting was when Phil told Stuart, that Nathan was his responsibility because he fucked him. I thought that was strange because in my entire life, I've never once felt responsibility for somebody that one of my friends hooked up with. Do you think that they had this sense of duty to look out for him since he's only 15? Or I didn't quite get that.
0: Oh, I would say, I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, he one Yeah, like you said, he's 15. Clearly, he came out there to see Stuart. He is obviously not used to this. He also doesn't know who the kind of person uh, Stuart is and clearly has, you know, whenever we have these, like, first experiences, we immediately think we're in love with that person or, like, that means something. (laughs) It's like, no, it was a fuck. (laughs) So
1: yeah, I just thought it was nice that they pretty much let him roll with the crew right away.
0: Yes, they took him in. I thought that was really sweet. And like, I, like, I, like we had pointed out before, like Vince like waves him in and says, "Yes, please hang out with us." Like they didn't try to shake him in any way. Yeah, and I well, think uh, Vince, these days people I would. would. Stuart Stewart <laughs> was trying to shake him, but Vince is like, "No, he came all this way. Be nice to him." And I almost like he was say, like, like, "If you're gonna let him down, let him down gently." Mm-hmm. And I also love the fact that Vince points out, like, this is what we did when we were his age. Who did we talk to? Nobody would talk to us. So, like, let's offer some sort of good nature or goodwill towards him. Nathan
1: had a good line when he asked Stuart how old he is. Well, you're giving yourselves away, Barry Shane, showing your age. How old are you? How old do you think I am? To me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. What? I'm 29. Good story here. Because uh, <laughs> Nathan clearly didn't care how old Stuart was, but Stuart just kind of walked right into it by asking Nathan how old he thinks he is. That just can't ever go well for Stuart with Vincent Phil at the table. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> But it was enough to send Stuart whipping off in the Jeep. It's like as soon as he had to say his age, he's out. <laughs> so uh, that kind of breaks up the, the nice bar scene that we had. Vince is helping Nathan get a taxi back to Donna's and tries to give Nathan some sage advice about Stuart.
0: Look, he's not your boyfriend. He, he just doesn't think. He has a laugh. He. He's never had a boyfriend. He doesn't do boyfriends. He's Nathan. He's a cunt. He doesn't give a toss about anyone.
1: Wow. If one of my friends was giving that level of sage advice about me, I would be quite angry. Was he wrong? Well, no, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's its as if you meet somebody and then your friend comes up and said, let me translate that for you.
0: Well, I feel like he kind of had, he, that's sort of what he had I, it was his way of having to break the news to Nathan because Nathan was going to keep getting on that bus and he was going to keep coming to meet Stuart. And how is Vince going to say, "Listen, you can't expect him to like be the one that you're going to fall in love with," because this is what he does. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's I, I I would say that Vince's loyalty is to Stuart, not Nathan.
0: But like, that's the thing. Stuart wasn't going to do it. And this is probably something that Vince has done before. When I mean, we, you know, we learn about all the people that all the people that Stuart has had amongst the city. I'm sure this is not the first time Vince has had to tell a trick. Mm, this is this is where you get off.
1: Yeah, but is it really Vince's role to do that? Is he the Stuart speaker?
0: He probably doesn't want to be, but he's probably taken it upon himself to be that. He has a moral obligation to. <laughs> yes,
1: To protect the 15-year-olds of Canal Street. (laughs) To protect the innocent, yes. Uh, So Nathan's comeback was priceless, but I don't know is that it was really warranted uh, because Nathan just lit up Vince and they barely just met. You slag him off, yeah, but then you follow him around all the time. We go back years. You're friends with a cunt.
0: Yeah. You never got to finish that one, did you? All right, chicken. Fuck off home. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> the wake isn't finished or whatever. I was like,
1: ooh. Well, as much as I love Russell T. Davies' writing here, I I just didn't think that Vince had said enough to really set
0: off Nathan to go for the jugular. He's also a 15-year-old who is like thinking he's found his one true love after one fuck. Like there are all sorts of hormones in the, in the air and all sorts of emotions that are running through Nathan that, yeah, it's going to be easy for him to like Try and get a petty comment off.
1: This is just going to keep coming back to Nathan being 15.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because he's what? 15.
1: And so we pick up with Stuart at uh, his computer back at his flat. Uh, I thought it was strange that Stuart left the bar where there were plenty of guys that he could pick up to go home to use a computer to try to pick up a guy.
0: He's probably just trying to get away from Nathan. So let me me just... Yeah, because if he goes to one bar, Vince and Nathan... (laughs) (laughs) Kendall <laughs> Street's like just five like blocks far. long. You got plenty of opportunities there to find other men.
1: But I did think it was a weird bit of foreshadowing uh, because I think these days, gay guys are completely content to use Grinder to hit up somebody that is actually in the same bar that they are in.
0: Oh, the amount of times I have seen my friends do that is astounding. It's just yeah, over I've say talking, hi. <laughs> I've been talking to this guy on Scruff. Yeah, he's over there. Yeah, yeah I'm just going <laughs> to message him here. I'm like, he's over there. Yeah.
1: You've triangulated his location.
0: I can tell you how many feet away from you. He is. It's three. He's right there. Go.
1: I mean, granted, it is hard to, if people are at the bar, they're with their friends. It is a bit hard to just walk up and jump in to the conversation, but it's definitely not oh, unheard
0: of. Sure, Right. I mean, for sure. I've had to have liquid courage to do it, but oh, I've yeah. done it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, like it's very simple. Bartender, then shots. E- line them up. <laughs> i got
1: to go talk to this guy. Another round. (laughs) Then by the time you walk over there, you're slurring your words and you're all bloodshot eyed. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So Stuart invites uh, a chap named Goodfuck to come over. Stuart hits the the buzzer blindly and oops, it's Nathan. And then it's Goodfuck.
0: Who's he? Nathan, this is is Goodfuck.
1: (laughs) The name's Colin. Colin Goodfuck. You don't even know him. I met him on the internet. Now I'm going to take good fucking side and check out that name. So if you don't mind running along. Poor Nathan, though. I felt so sad for him at this collision of worlds. Colin is the voice of reason and just kind of shames Stuart into going out to send 15-year-old Nathan home safely. This whole scene was coming together. I'm like, this is really good. (laughs) First of all, I love the dial-up modem. Oh, yeah, was that speed at which the picture was displaying was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it took 15 seconds for them to come down. Right. It's like, God, remember when?
1: <laughs> uh, so Stuart catches up with Nathan on the street.
0: You'll have anyone. He's nothing. He's no one. He's, he's ugly. I was there. I was there all night, and I really like you. He doesn't even know you.
1: Nathan, I've had you. Did you think that Stuart was being a bit cruel with what he said to Nathan, though? That whole, I've had you line. Poor Nathan was nearly in tears. Yes. Again, oh, God. (laughs) Fifteen.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to all the trouble to go down the sidewalk. Yeah, like, right. Like, you can be a little gentle. Yeah. also, and I'm sorry, but when the trick is saying, like, hey, he's young. Go check on him. Yeah. Maybe you should look at your life choices.
1: This moment was definitely not oversold, though, uh, but that was it. And Charlie Hunnam really carried that scene entirely with that look that was just that blink away from tears when he's hearing this from Stuart. I just love that scene on the sidewalk. And
0: then Stuart paid for
1: a taxi to take him home.
0: I will say Nathan's got it like locked up with everyone paying for taxis for him. That's for him. true. <laughs> <laughs> so back
1: upstairs, uh, Colin got ready, I guess. This was an interesting moment. Stuart was, I guess, so moved by Nathan on the street that he lost interest in good fuck and was going to send him away. And then 12 seconds later, he lunges through the air to do what? Yeah, can you explain that to me? Because I was very confused. (laughs) I'm guessing that he playfully tackled him and started taking his clothes off. Oh, and
0: fucked him anyway? Yeah.
1: I did like how it ended, though. He just kind of like frozen
0: midair, and it's like, right? okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm with this. But also, I mean, uh, <laughs> I had literally made comments about how, okay, so Stuart actually has security in his loft because he's answering a phone to buzz You're right in. <laughs> People don't get all the way but up. Then he, <laughs> right, and is banging on the door. Um, <laughs> but then also, he's just like... He's also just like letting this trick stay here while he goes after the other one, and I'm like, "You defeated the purpose, right? <laughs> what we're doing." <laughs> but okay, but then at least he points out and says, "Hey, don't rob anything."
1: Yeah, don't. Okay. I think it was don't rub anything.
0: Was it rub or rob? I thought it was rob. <laughs> I thought it was rob. Oh, I thought he was
1: telling him to like don't steal my shit. Maybe that was slang that escaped me. Oh, maybe. Like don't rub your knob on my sheets or something like that.
0: Okay, let's talk about tops and bottoms for this episode. What was your top, Matt? Uh, Vince taking care of Nathan. (laughs) I love it. I love him. Nathan, or Vince, take me away from all this.
1: (laughs) My top was Nathan on the sidewalk with Stuart, that last scene. Uh, It was just so well written and had so much nuance to it that I found it just really hyper believable and it was well acted by Charlie Hunnam and Aidan Gillen. So I really, that, that scene just really, really resonated with me. And I thought that was the standout moment in the entire episode. What was your bottom?
0: My bottom is going to be like the tricks in this show. I don't find them particularly attractive. I was waiting for you to bring that up. Like the, <laughs> like not even, not just good fuck. I thought uh, Man and Toilet was not. <laughs> like, it was okay. He was just, I mean, he was, he was fine. But he sort of felt it. <laughs> you know what it was i think it was probably the way the suit was fitted to him it looked like it was a little big Mm. and i was just like if it was tailored better maybe but still like eh. well this is manchester
1: this is like the everyman show and so instead of having like supermodels parading around and uh like the us version let's find the nearest blonde haired guy with abs this is This is real. These are real people that you would encounter out in the wild, and that you would I really wanted to go to Manchester while I was in while I was in England.
0: Kind of should I had.
1: Yeah. So my bottom was uh, Nathan turning on Vince at a really early stage. We know that it's inevitable, but I didn't feel like Vince had really wound up Nathan so far that he would just be so vicious to somebody so quickly. Uh, It did move the story forward, though. So, this might be just a bit of a little bottom. Not like, not a full bottom. Just a wee bottom. Yeah, wee little bottom. (laughs) This has been episode two of season one, and it was called Stuart Allen Jones. Next time on Still Queer as Folk, Stuart and Vince are having a wild night out on Canal Street while being pursued by Nathan and Rosalie. And Phil makes a new friend with very unexpected consequences. That will be episode three of season one, and it's called A Night Out. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Patrick Randall. And I'm Matt Dominguez. Still Queers Folk is a production of Slightly Unbalanced. Matt Dominguez wrote and performed the show with me tonight. Still Queers Folk was made with love in Chicago.